0: Hi, class. And welcome to 5th Grade, grade book, book Club, where the material is always age-appropriate. And we really find out what those kids are up to these days. So, welcome to 5th Grade Book Club. We're real 5th Grade teachers, and this is a club where the club is 18 plus. But the books are for 10-year-olds. Your modern 10-year-old with their virgin pina colada in one hand and a remote control in the other, because we're on spring break. Spring break!
1: in between some required reading over spring break
0: you might say yes here's a packet about volcanoes have fun (laughs) one of my students is reading the dork diary series and i said you read that because i will talk to you about them
1: because we know um i'm miss mitchell and this is miss wetkin and because we're on spring break we didn't even read a real book this week what we read charles leverstein poems you know fun time fun over dinner fun over non-version pina coladas whatever you want
0: nostalgic
1: Nostalgic? Nostalgic
0: to when you... Tell them, Zoe.
1: Oh, for when I read it to my whole class? Yeah,
0: Zoe and I both have experiences performing Shel Silverstein poems in front of large groups of people.
1: Mine was more, I just remember, the first poem that we're going to read, I actually read in front of my, honestly, my fifth grade class. I remember memorizing it and going up in front of everyone and reciting it and being so proud and practicing for hours at night and stuff.
0: And I, my friend and I found this one poem that we're not actually going to read. That's by Shel Silverstein. That's like me, who, who's there, me, who, and it's this back and forth. And my friend and I read it in front of our lower school community meeting and we read it normally. Then we read it in a British accent and then we read it as Valley girls where we'd say like, who's there, who's there. And I think I was in third grade. So I think that tells you more about me than anything.
1: Like, Abby, it looks like I take poetry like, very seriously, because, like, my poem was, like, really serious, and, like, your poem was not so... My-, my poem is not so serious, everyone. But anyway. <laughs> anyway, our first poem that I read to my class was Sick, so I'm going to read it right now on our podcast. And then we're going to discuss... We're going to really break this down. Sick. Shel Silverstein, the author... I cannot go to... <laughs> Shel Silverstein, the author,
0: wrote this poem... <laughs> That reading, I shall do, (laughs) (laughs) Commence.
1: Shall soon by the poet, (laughs) shall do. I cannot go to school today, said little Peggy Ann McKay. I have the measles and the mumps, a gash, a rash, and purple bumps. My mouth is wet, my throat is dry. I'm going blind in my right eye. My tonsils are as big as rocks. I've counted 16 chicken pox. And there's one more, that's 17. And don't you think my face looks green? My leg is cut, my eyes are blue, it might be instamatic flu, I cough and sneeze and gasp and choke, I'm sure that my left leg is broke, my hip hurts when I move my chin, my belly button's caving in, my back is wrenched, my ankles sprained, my appendix pains each time it rains, my nose is cold, my toes are numb, I have a sliver in my thumb, my neck is stiff, my voice is weak, I hardly whisper when I speak. My tongue is filling up my mouth. I think my hair is falling out. My elbow's bent. My spine ain't strength. My temperature is 108. My brain is shrunk. I cannot hear. There's a hole inside my ear. I have a hangnail and my heart is, what? What's that? What's that you say? You say today is Saturday? Goodbye. I'm going out to play. So now I'll start the poem. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was just a list of things I'm feeling. <laughs> so the real question is, who read it better? Zoe Mitchell now or Zoe Mitchell circa? Isn't
1: it really impressive I still have it memorized? <laughs> 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 I'm not reading that from a computer, that's for sure.
0: Okay, well, hypochondria is real.
1: <laughs> I think I loved this poem when I was No, it, it's funny. So, I think, imagine being a fifth grader and of course she's like faking it, and she's like, oh, just kidding.
0: I feel like you also are like, oh, I get it. Yeah, I think as, as a, a fifth a little grade, care, yeah. You think? Oh my yeah, it's like this
1: big reveal, like, sick? She must really be sick. I feel like this poem, you're kind of like, if she really is that sick, like, she shouldn't be going to school. She needs to go straight to the hospital. I'm
0: also wondering, whoever she's talking to, she says she has a sliver in her thumb. I mean... There's different there's degrees. There's stuff you could see. Yeah, that's also like, well, you got a paper cut. No one cares. But you would... <laughs> I, don't
1: know. I think it's funny because it's like my, I feel like all you need to say is two of these things. You need to be like, the phone could be, I have the instamatic flu. My temperature is one oh two, I cannot go to school today. Yeah. It's
0: like, um, <laughs> the lady doth protest too much. She, she, we knew she was faking after purple bumps, which is, I have the measles and the mumps, a gash, a rash. Okay. Maybe you have the measles and mumps. And then she says, and purple bumps. Wait a minute. We know you're lying. I
1: think maybe she's not lying, and she really has all these things. But she's so into Saturdays, you know. <laughs>
0: she's, yeah, that's. She's, she's
1: definitely sick, but it's Saturday, so you know you gotta you gotta pull yourself uh, pull yourself up and go play baseball with your friends.
0: So when I read Jill Silverstein poems, I really can hear him reading them because when I was a kid, my parents got the the cassette tapes of him reading them, and he has a steep voice and he's like, "What? What's that you say?" So my younger brother especially loved. These Shell Silverstein's cassette tapes. Hi, Drew. Hi, Drewby. And my mom (laughs) said, you know what? We should get him more. We should get him more. So she bought one, and we used to listen to them before we went to bed. So I have this memory of listening to his raspy voice very loudly across the hall (laughs) where Drew was. And so it turned out that Shell Silverstein also writes naughty poems for adults. And my mom didn't know that. And she bought the cassette tape and subjected my younger brother to them as a kid and then realized later that there were lines like, oh, the hook is in the or something like that. So, Drew, I think it... So,
1: basically, your mom's like, you cannot listen to rap music, but you can have these poems.
0: These sexy poems. <laughs> Fifty Shades of <laughs> she shell Machine. She definitely mixed up her own poem shape with his Yeah, poster. oops, sorry. But anyway, that's pretty funny. We talk a lot about finding messages. Do you think there's a message in this poem? I think this
1: message might just be...
0: Have a flair for drama.
1: There's no consequences for lying? She doesn't really get in trouble. You don't You don't see the end. You don't see them being like, no, you're just told a terrible lie. This
0: monologue also goes on for a really long time. There's never anyone who jumps in and says, no, you're not.
1: Maybe they have a really concerned mother and they get away with it.
0: Yeah, maybe she's writing them all down.
1: Do you, were you guys, no, or are you guys those kids who had those parents who you got to take mental health days? No. You just. I know, which I, I guess I can get behind. But I, knew, I had pe- like friends and... Other students who I knew, their parents like would just let them have the day off.
0: Oh, I I would do that probably. I the know, do that. Except I don't Not think in a bad she, way. I don't think this person's mom would let them do that.
1: We don't know. Do well, we know if, her? if they
0: did, she might just say, "Mom, Peggy I really McKay? need a mental Miss McKay." Yeah, Miss McKay. I cannot go to school today. I need a mental health day. Period. There wouldn't be anything else.
1: Say she would probably. She wouldn't need
0: to make anything else.
1: Out. So the poem would just be. Take a second. Yeah, take a second, mom. So the moral could just be ask for what you really need and don't make up a bunch of stuff. Yeah.
0: <laughs> or keep track keep a calendar in your house cuz then you'll know what days to lie and what days not cuz now she used up so many excuses on a day <laughs> where she didn't even have to go to school.
1: Or the message could just be get off webMD. Don't be on there all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Put parental controls on webMD.
0: This is a parent message.
1: Okay. Let's do our next one. Cool. I think you're reading this next one. It's also a long one,
0: so get ready. <laughs> it's a long one. Another female protagonist. It's a page. It's a whole page. Okay. This one is called Sarah Cynthia Sylvia Stout would not take the garbage out. I wonder what it's about. By Shell Silverstein. <laughs> the author is <laughs> the author. Shell written by Shell, Shell. Like Marcel the Shell. Marcel the Shell. Okay. Sarah Cynthia Sylvia Stout would not take the garbage out. She'd score the pots and scrape the pans, candy the yams and spice the hams, and though her daddy would scream and shout, she simply would not take the garbage out. And so it piled up to the ceilings, coffee grounds, potato peelings, brown bananas, rotten peas, chunks of sour cottage cheese. It filled the can, it covered the floor, it cracked the window and blocked the door with bacon rinds and chicken bones, drippy ends of ice cream cones, prune pits, peach pits, orange peel, gloppy glumps of oat- cold oatmeal, pizza crusts. <laughs> Pizza crusts and withered greens, soggy beans and tangerines, crusts of blackburn buttered toast, gristly bits of beefy roast, the garbage rolled on on down the hall, it raised the roof, it broke the wall. Greasy napkins, cookie crumbs, globs of gooey bubblegum, cellophane from green bologna, rubbery, rubbery bubbly blubbery macaroni, Peanut, peanut butter caked and dry, curdled milk and p- crusts of pie, moldy melon dried up mustard, eggshells mixed with lemon custard, cold French fried and rancid meat, yellow lumps of cream of wheat at last the garbage reached so high it finally touched that it finally touched the sky and all the neighbors moved away and none of her friends could come and play and finally Sarah S- Cynthia Stout, said, okay, I'll take the garbage out. But then, of course, it was too late. <laughs> the garbage reached, reached across the state from New York to the Golden Gate, and there in the garbage she said she did hate. Poor Sarah met an awful fate that I cannot now relate because the hour is much too late. But children remember Sarah Stout and always take the garbage out.
1: Does that make anybody else hungry? Just me.
0: <laughs> I was thinking this family needs to find a better way to buy food because they're there's so much they're not eating any of it. <laughs> not eating any of it. <laughs> food be the ways. One for,
1: yeah. Any trash hunters? What are those it's kind of called?
0: funny because I feel like some authors. It's like wow, like what does the Lorax teach us? Like let's think of the meaning. But this one's like, children, take the garbage out or else you're gonna die. It's very blunt and. Well, it never
1: even says she dies. It just it just implies. That oh yeah, something what do you think? Happened. Her
0: awful fate. What do you think her awful fate is? Uh she's dead in that garbage. I feel
1: like she's not even dead because there's enough food in there. She could probably survive for a little while.
0: Yeah, on the rancid meat.
1: This could eat crested cream cheese or crusted oh, peanut
0: butter if you really needed so to. So from green baloney. It doesn't sound good. Um, yeah, I think that's. I guess, like, does she
1: die from suffocation? Does she die from eating rancid meat?
0: Does, Does she think- die at all? Does we- she grow to an old age? Does the garbage just continues to garbage up line? on her? Do you think that Shell Silverstein is projecting something and this is like a passive aggressive Oh is this like to his <laughs> wife or his, his I think like this would be the
1: perfect poem if you have roommates who like never took the trash out, you could just hang it in your frame it, hang it in your kitchen. Send him a subtle message. Oh, what's that new thing on the wall? Oh, I, I don't know. I don't. Know who put that there?
0: There's a really funny Summer Heights High tie with Mr. G, where he leaves passive aggressive notes um, about his coworkers who don't clean up, and it says things like, "The cleaning fairy's not going to come." <laughs> the dish fairy's not going to do the dishes. It's always the certain fairy. So
1: I like this because this would be such a sophisticated way to be like a poem. How how funny? Like how I don't know. I love the idea
0: of just having this in your home. I'm curious about the dad character who. So where's the dad? He says that he, though her daddy would scream and shout, she simply would not take the garbage out. So the dad just is yelling at her and she (laughs) says no.
1: I mean the dad dad
0: should take it out. The dad seems like he's really, like, sticks to his guns. (laughs) He's like, I'm not taking it out. You take it out. Fine. We'll both die in here.
1: (laughs) Well, I never say the dad dies. Maybe he gets out. Maybe he gets out of there.
0: Now, this is a real question, though. So this family has enough, they're consuming so much that they have so much trash from New York to the Golden Gate? That's an issue. Maybe they have been... This, this poem
1: is not actually a message about taking the garbage out. It's more of a message about overconsumption. In yeah, and
0: this is before recycling was really big, so...
1: <laughs> Maybe... 1974? I feel like recycling was big in 1974.
0: Right, so this is taking a stance on environmentalism and food waste. So and just Social like, justice. And just like, do, do your part. Choice, yeah. yeah.
1: Pitch in, man. What is the dad doing? Is the dad doing all the dishes and just leaving all the trash? Like, who's... Maybe maybe Sarah's so overwhelmed with her other chores. You know what it probably
0: is? Sarah inherited this thing from her dad where they both hate taking the garbage out, but the dad kind of sucked it up and did it as a child, and she refuses to do so. She's she's more stubborn. She's as stubborn as her dad, because neither of them will do it. And now this is the consequence. This
1: is what happens.
0: So those are two really strong protagonists of both our poem. We have Sylvia. Sarah, no, C- Cynthia. C- C- Cynthia Sylvia, Stout. And then we have Peggy and May. P- McKay. McKay.
1: Peggy and McKay. So
0: who would you, who do you like better? Peggy or Sarah? So
1: I guess, like, who would you rather hang out with, right?
0: Yeah, definitely Peggy. Peggy's like a dramatic, kind of crazy imaginative child, and Sarah is a person who will not take the garbage out and would rather sit in rotting meat than take the garbage out. Honestly, I don't think either of these are prime choices. Peggy McKay likes to play and she has a flair for drama. So that's my choice.
1: Plus, I'm sticking to it. She seems pretty smart to know all these different different illnesses. Yeah, I
0: feel like she has a medical career coming up.
1: (laughs) She could be a future doctor, you know? Play today. (laughs) Operate tomorrow. (laughs) I feel like so I feel bad for Sarah Cynthia Stout a little bit just because of her, her unknown fate you know and also she's probably At never
0: going to be able to make that many friends not only because she's stuck in the garbage cave but she's famous for not taking the trash out she's not the war, she's they're on the news and all the neighbors no moved
1: away yeah everyone's moved, moved away everyone
0: Wait, all of her, it says all her friends moved away?
1: No, all the neighbors moved away, and none of her friends would come out to play. So she lost oh, all her friends. Oh, she presents. lost all her
0: friends. So maybe you would want to hang out with her just as a Do sympathy. you think
1: that Shel characters all existed in the same universe? Yeah. So sir, do you think Sarah, Cynthia, Sylvia Stout would get along with Peggy and McKay?
0: No, because Peggy and McKay probably moved away right after... <laughs> She wouldn't take the trash out.
1: <laughs> Peggy and McKay was afraid of getting sick.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from all the of didn't he? Well, yeah, she is.
1: That's, that's her next poem is, Mom, I can't go to school today because there's trash everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Sarah Sylvia Cynthia Stout just won't take that garbage out. <laughs> this is her poem. This is actually a poem written by Peggy and McKay and not Shel Silverstein. There you go. All right, I think to end today, we have one more poem, just because we're on spring break, called uh, My Beard.
0: <clears throat> my beard I thought we say read it, you wanna read Ready it together? together?
1: Okay. My, my beard, beard grows to my toes. toes.
0: I never wear, wear no clothes. clothes. I, I wrap my, my hair around my bear, bear and bear down, down the road, road I, I goes. goes. We don't have beards, but Spring Break! Spring break,
1: so uh, around my bear. It's gonna be me on spring break. No beard.
0: <laughs> Bye, Bye. clubs! <laughs>
1: In the morning, gotta be fresh, gotta go downstairs, gotta have my bowl, gotta have cereal Seeing everything, the time is going, ticking on and on, everybody's rushing Gotta get down to the bus stop, gotta catch my bus